Hello, hello, my tribe, and welcome to the first ever, and hopefully not the last, episode of the A-Life Podcast. I am your host, Casey Jericho, and let's keep showing up. I really first want to say thank you and appreciate all my friends, clients, you know, my support circle for pushing me to do this months ago, and I finally decided it was time. I really hope that that tribe that I was speaking to in the intro expands beyond my mother and father, who are probably the only listeners right now, and it grows to anyone that is looking for some lighthearted, educational, relatable advice on nutrition, fitness, habits, lifestyle, family, really anything. Nothing is off the table here. Of course, we are going to focus on nutrition and fitness, but it would be silly for me not to talk about my family life, being a mother, being a wife, working full-time as a teacher, and everything else that goes along with growing up. I am sure by episode two, we will probably lose my father as a listener. To be honest, I'm not even sure if he knows what a podcast is, but if I set it up for him, I'm really hoping he will listen to at least episode one. So in order for us, more so me, to have my tribe, please, please share these episodes, leave some reviews, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, Very surreal hearing me say that, um, but it would mean a lot. It would help me out. And I hope it would spread some awesome education and feel-good vibes to whoever you are sending this to. So in true full transparency, I had all the intention of recording this episode once. One and done. I don't know how to edit, so I wanted to be as honest and open as possible. No retakes. Here it is. But. I did this the first time, squeezed in in between dinner and bath time with a four and a two-year-old. My lovely husband took bath time, but I felt a little rushed. I was nervous about screaming noise coming through. And even though I felt like I had been talking for 40 minutes, I looked at the clock and it was 17 minutes long. And right at the end, my lovely children came running down the stairs naked looking for me. So I'm going to give it another whirl and not because I stumbled over words or not because I said things I didn't mean, but just to give it another go, another practice. So who knows which one's going to make it into the final episode. Try one or try two. In the future, I do really want to make these one and done. If things go rogue, I'm going to try and adapt If I'm in a funky mood with speech, hopefully you guys can laugh with me, but I want to be me, which has a lot of mess ups, learns to navigate some funky situations, and you know what? I'll hopefully be proud of everything that I put out, even if it is not perfect. To piggyback off that whole spiel, the first episode is going to be about the name of this podcast, why I chose the A-Life. 
I'm not really going to dive into much about me yet, which I think is the usual step for an original episode for a podcast. I will save that for the next episode. I really want to talk about why I chose the name and what it means. And hopefully that will give you a sense of what this podcast is going to be about and will hopefully make you tune in for episode two. Now, the A-Life name came to me at like 1.30 in the morning as I was laying in bed with my racing mind where I was thinking about grocery lists, my kid's soccer practice, first day of school plans, ending world hunger, and of course, after watching a Star Wars episode, what happens to those fighter pilots when they break or get like shot down? They're in space. Do they just kind of float around forever on fire? Do the people just kind of sit in them and that's it? Eventually they die of starvation or what happens to them? They don't crash into anything because they're floating in space. If anyone has any input on that, please let me know. Uh, But yes, as I was thinking of that, this podcast name also came to me and I really liked the meaning behind it even in the 10 minutes I was thinking about it in bed. So you may be wondering, you also may not be, why I chose the A- minus lifestyle. Why would a lifestyle coach whose main goal is to get people to reach their optimum potential in health, fitness, and lifestyle, choose the A- minus life and not the A- plus life? You would think if I chose the A- plus life, that would be better marketing for me You know, come work with Coach CJ and you'll get 100% success, the A-plus lifestyle. Well, I don't want to be false advertisement. I also don't want to set people up for crazy high expectations. I am definitely a realist. Um, I like to think of myself as not a half glass half empty, glass half full, just water in the glass kind of gal. I, like I said, am a lifestyle coach who is trying to help the average Joe, the average Jane in becoming their best self and their happiest self. And unless you are a three-year-old where your biggest concern in life is figuring out how to skip past the ads on YouTube while you're watching Miss Rachel, we all know that life is not that smooth. Life is pretty much never A plus or 100%, right? Even for the toddlers, I swear they have more troubles than we do, or it would seem like they do. I am a big, big fan of setting realistic expectations, right? Setting goals that are very high end or super dreamy is great. And they can absolutely happen, but it's also sometimes shooting for the stars is setting yourself yourself up for a little bit of failure and disappointment, right? If I wanted to start climbing mountains, I don't think I'm going to set myself for Mount Everest on my first climb. There are steps. You have to take things slowly. You have to learn. So this is why I am actually not a fan of living the A-plus life. I have figured out over my health and fitness journey and as I have gotten older 
that I very much enjoy and I find myself being the happiest in the 90 to 93% zone, right? The A minus zone. This spot gives us so much opportunity for growth. It also doesn't make us feel like we failed when we're not hitting 100%. To me, it is absolutely the sweet spot for living life, making memories, but also making sure our health is the top priority so we can make memories for longer amounts of time. Most people listening to this, you know that you can plan as far in advance as you want. You can even plan with the most intricate details imaginable. But it's very rare that that plan is going to go exactly how you laid it out from start to finish. As I look back on my life, I am a big list creator. I love lists. Give me all the pens, all the highlighters, all the cute notebooks. I plan everything. I don't think I've ever had a plan go perfectly from point A to point Z. Whiteout is an amazing invention. And that's okay. Okay, We have to start to learn how to adapt to things, how to navigate curveballs, how to be in the moment and be flexible. Of course, with every great story and hero, we'll, we'll label the A-life style the hero in this, there's always the antagonist. And yes, I had to look that up just to make sure I was using the right term. And the antagonists to this lovely A-minus lifestyle are two anti-heroes, the all-or-nothing mindset and the perfectionist mindset. I absolutely want to do a whole nother podcast on these two because I just think they're very interesting. And I do think that everyone's dabbled with either one of these mindsets at some point in their life. So we'll start with the all-or-nothing villain. This one I don't have as much connection to as a perfectionist, but I've definitely learned a lot about it as I've coached and as I've talked to potential clients. So the all or nothing mindset, right, is exactly what it sounds like. It's doing something 100% or not doing it at all, right? Waiting for the perfect time where you are able to devote 100% effort into whatever task you want to do. And until that time comes, you're not going to do it because you want to give all of your effort. Now, this is pretty much self-sabotage before things even begin. 99.9% of the time, if you are an all or nothing person, you turn into a nothing person. It is very rare that life aligns itself for the perfect opportunity to start anything. Right? Think about the first time you had a kid. Were you completely ready? I've never met anyone that said they were. When you bought your first house or moved out of your parents' house into your first apartment, were you completely ready? I wasn't. So many big things in life you're never going to be completely ready for. And you're getting your health on track is one of those. 
this circle of all or nothing, right, usually starts with someone feeling motivated and giving 100% effort into something for some period of time. But like every circle, that hamster wheel that we go through, something is going to go wrong. And not even wrong, but just different from what we thought. And the second that happens to this sort of person, you stop because your 100% effort got knocked down to like an 80 because you came down with a sinus infection or you had to put your car in the shop so you couldn't get to the gym, right? So all of a sudden, your 100% effort turns into 80% effort and that's not good enough for you, so you stop. Then you become a nothing person for a pretty significant amount of time. You stop going to the gym, even when you get your car back because you fell out of the routine and then something else came up with, you know, you had two meetings after work, so you couldn't get back then and you push it off and you push it off and you push it off waiting for that opportunity to give it 100% again. So that whole time you're waiting, you're doing nothing, right? You're 100% or you're 0%. And unfortunately, the 0% usually is the longer period of time. You wait for that motivated feeling again until you jump back in the all bandwagon and the circle goes on and on. The 100% dedication and commitment is very honorable, right? But it's not realistic. And the desire to be 100% committed usually turns into not even attempting this thing at all, right? Imagine you planned a road trip from Long Island to California and you were like, all right, all or nothing. Here we go. Smooth sailing or we're not going at all. I'm pretty sure for anyone that knows Long Island, you'd make it to like exit 49 on the expressway and you'd have to turn around because there's going to be some sort of traffic. There is absolutely no way you're ever going to get to California. You are going to hit traffic somewhere. Something is going to go wrong. But that doesn't mean you turn around, right? You weather the storm, you navigate the traffic jam, you go around it, you sit patiently and play a car game, you pull off for a second and fill up your gas and get some food. You don't just turn around. But for some reason, we do this with our nutrition and our fitness. It's either right through Long Island to California or we don't even leave our driveway. The other antagonist, which I definitely have dealt with in my life and I still deal with, is the perfectionist mindset, right? Where you have to be the best at everything you do, or you just have to be perfect with whatever you do. There are a couple of big drawbacks with this. One, you're probably not going to be perfect. Perfect is a very, very high-end word that is rarely achieved really by anybody if you look at it. And it's gonna stop you from trying things that could be amazing. I was in this hamster wheel of starting things, hitting an obstacle, quitting, starting over. Doing it, seeing an obstacle, quitting, starting over because I just didn't wanna be mediocre at things. I also understand that, right? I'm big on being better than average. Um, but perfect 
there's a big gap between that. Better than average and perfect, there's that sweet spot once again, 90 to 93%, A minus, you are very far away from the average, right? And you're just a little shy of perfect. That's pretty impressive, right? When I was living this perfectionist lifestyle, I constantly felt like I was trapped in this game of like monopoly where I would finally be able to like buy real estate and then I would get kicked back to go. Yes, I think when you get back to go, you collect $20, but I was creating some of these skills and habits but never putting them to use because I wasn't perfect at what I was doing, right? And no one wants to live like that. One of the other analogies I always use with the perfectionist mindset, which really puts it in perspective, is if you were driving, I clearly like car analogies. Um, and one of your tires got flat. What would you do? Would you get out, take your pocket knife, because we all carry those, and slash your other three tires? I really hope not, because I think you would be labeled psychotic. Also, that would be very expensive. But that makes no sense, right? We giggle and we're like, who would do that? That's so silly. But yet we do that with other aspects of our life, right? We have one mess up and then we just go ahead and slash all the other things that we've been working for. Really, you would get out of your car, assess the situation, call your father like I would, and they would come and fix it. And then you'd say thanks and you'd move on. You wouldn't just be like, oh, my life is over. This is it. Slash the tires. I'm never leaving this spot ever again. Right? You navigate. You figure it out. Another thing I like to talk about with both of these mindsets, right, is for anyone that has kids, think about what you would tell your children. Right? Like if your kid's trying to learn how to tie their shoes, you sit them down, they do it once and they fail. Would you be like, all right, Charlie, that's it. Good try. You put in the effort. Guess we're going to do Velcro until you're 21. Probably not. You'd say, keep trying. Give it another go. Practice will help, right? You encourage them to navigate their failures, to overcome their failures, and to keep going. But yet, when we look at ourselves in the mirror or we talk to ourselves, it's, ugh, I couldn't lift that weight today. I hate lifting weights. I'm never going to the gym again. Or I'll never be able to back squat that amount. Or I'll never be able to eat that much protein. That's it. I'm not trying anymore. It's over. Right? Talk to yourself how you would talk to someone younger than you that you loved. Whether or not you have kids, you probably have a niece or a nephew or a younger cousin or just someone in your life that you are super kind to and motivating to. Talk to yourself like that person. Okay? Something else that kind of ties itself to both of these scenarios or mindsets is what I call, and kids, if you're listening, which you're probably not, cover your ears, the fuckets, right? The fuckets are when you throw your hands up in the air and you just say, fill in the blank, right? So an example of this would be when I would plan to have a healthy weekend, 
like, okay, I did really good Monday through Friday. Let's let's continue this. Let's kill this weekend. Let's, you know, wake up, have a really good protein breakfast. Let's go to the gym, come home. I'll make my own dinner. We'll have no alcohol. I'm going to be counting my macros. I'm not going to guess. This is going to be a great weekend. And then something comes up. You know, you get a phone call that the family's getting together and there's going to be dinner at someone's house. Okay, we obviously want to be a part of that. So we go and we still have all the intention of being healthy, but that pizza smells amazing. And there is just not enough willpower in this world for your girl, CJ, to turn down a good Long Island slice of pizza. So I have one. After I eat it, I'm angry at myself, right? I had these plans to crush the weekend, to be healthy, quote unquote, and not have any takeout. But I messed it up, so you know what? Screw it. I'm also gonna have some birthday cake with it. And you know what? I'm gonna have another slice while I'm at it. So there goes Saturday night. I wake up Sunday morning, I'm mad at myself, I regret it. And you know what? Since Saturday was already a mess, my calories were already over, this weekend's a wash. So let's just get a bacon, egg, and cheese in the morning. Maybe even order Chinese for dinner. Whatever, right? I'll start again on Monday. If I look back, that 250 calorie slice of pizza could have been just that. 250 calories, even if it was over my calorie goal for Saturday, that's 250 calories. That is very insignificant in a whole spread of the week. But because my plan had to go perfect, I threw my hands up in the air and I ate 4,000 calories of junk instead. Now, did that do me any good? Absolutely not, right? If I would have just navigated that slice of pizza and maybe cut out something else from that day or maybe cut out something for Sunday, everything would have been fine. I would have had a great weekend. Macros would have been hit. Instead, my perfect plan goes in the trash and I put myself in a 4,000 calorie hole to once again start on Monday. That is a circle that took me years to get out of, but I think I'm almost there. And I hope that this podcast and some education and some mindset work can help others kind of be at that place too. No longer do I just throw it all away when things don't go right. There are weekends when I end up in the Taco Bell drive-thru. If you know me at all, you know that's my weak spot. But that, again, doesn't mean that the rest of the day or the next day also have to be off-kilter decisions. I also don't have to be mad at myself. Life is short. There is room for Taco Bell, and I'll make room. All right, I plan ahead of time. I make sure it's on days that I work out so I can have some extra carbs. There is a way to still eat things you love, right? This is not a lifestyle where you're on chicken and rice for your whole life. Believe me, I would not be advocating for that. I love food. So what I've kind of turned into and what I hope my clients are learning to do is shooting for consistency rather than perfection, right? It's really opened the door of sustainability. I haven't ever had to restart in the past like five years. 
I never had to be like, okay, this is the day that I'm going to really get back. Okay, I really messed up this week. I'm going to restart this week. Even through two pregnancies, I kept my health. Okay, yes, I had to restart a little bit with counting macros or exercise after healing from my C-sections, but I never let myself fall too far off because I was just consistent. There were days when I ate over, there were days where I ate under, but I was always in this consistent bubble of that 90 to 93% adherence, right? I don't look at myself as a failure if I have to adjust my day or navigate some obstacle that comes in my way of macro perfection, right? If anything, I pat myself on the back when things are thrown at me and I figure a way around it, right? I'm actually proud of myself that I can now enjoy that piece of pizza. I don't regret it. I don't hate myself. And I wake up the next morning and I'm back on track. That to me is happiness, right? I can eat my chicken tacos from Taco Bell family pack and figure out how to navigate it the next day without shaming myself. I've never really appreciated the fable tortoise and the hare until I started getting into coaching and really watching my own diet and fitness too. It is one of the best stories out there and it is so true, right? The hare, the all or nothing character and the tortoise is the consistent character, right? The hare shoots out of the gate, 100% effort, flying, loving it, doing great, waving to the crowd, and then it gets a little tired. That tired is an obstacle. It doesn't really know how to navigate that obstacle, and it starts to walk. The tortoise comes out on a slow jog, if you can call it a jog, in its own head, talking to himself, not worrying about the crowd around him, never speeding up, never slowing down, just constantly showing up, constantly taking those steps, one foot, the other foot, one foot, the other foot. And who does he pass eventually? The hair. And it is so spot on to health and fitness. There are people out there that start fad diets every January 1st. Like they are going to do amazing things. They post about it. They document it. They try and get friends on it. They're committed. They're doing 75 hard race to the second power. That's how committed they are. Well, guess who tires out around March or April and falls back into the same circle? Instead, you could be that person on January 1st that makes small changes. You know what? For January, I'm going to focus on drinking more water. February, I'm going to focus on increasing my steps. March, I'm going to focus on just increasing my protein. Those small, sustainable, consistent steps are going to lead that person to sustainable forever change. And that's the mindset that I really want people to think about with this A minus life title, right? The happy ground that shows consistency, not motivation, which is so funny because it's that word has actually turned into one of my least favorite words ever. And obviously it has good intentions, but I absolutely hate it. Um, and 
keep showing up for yourself. Keep showing up is not a word, but if it was, it would be one of my favorites. I'm sure there is a word that embodies that. I'll have to look that up. But when you wake up every day and you set a 90 to 93% adherence goal for yourself, it allows for flexibility. It allows for some fun. It allows for things to go wrong and for you to be okay with it. Right? You have to keep your habits, keep your non-negotiables, be okay with 90% effort because you know what 90% effort is better than? Zero. Right? 93% effort is better than zero. And of course, there are going to be times where you can give 100% effort. And there are going to be days in the gym where you did every possible weight or you reached every RPE intensity that you possibly could. And that was a 100% day. And there are days where my clients will send me their macros and there are trip zeros, which still amazes me because I don't think I've ever hit trip zeros in seven years of doing this. But that's a perfect day and that's great. But we can't strive for that every single day because something is going to come in the way of that. And if that something causes us to crash and burn, We're never going to get change that lasts and change that's sustainable. So I'm all for having those 100% days every once in a while, but also be okay if a 70% day comes around. It's going to happen. Your kids are going to get sick. You're going to get sick. You might have an injury or unexpected travel. That 70% day every once in a while is also okay because guess what? Most of your days are 95, 100. So once again, that average is going to come out to 90, 93. That might not be the best math, but you get my point, right? So I hope this little spiel helped you guys understand why I chose the name for this podcast. I hope it gave you a little bit of an insight to what we're going to be talking about and my vibe as a coach as a podcast host, as a human being. Um, This was really fun recording. I was able to get it in without kids running in the room, which is always a plus sign. And I will be airing new episodes every Wednesday morning. So this one is going to hopefully be out on October 4th. So happy October if you are listening right now. And next week's episode is going to be more about me. I'm going to give you the life of Casey Jericho. Don't get that excited. It is not that interesting. Um, I will try and make it as funny as I can. I will be honest. And I always like these episodes because I'm a big fan of like the first couple chapters of a book where you like get to know the characters or prequels to movie where you get to see their backstory. So I love tell-alls about people, but maybe that's the history teacher in me. So please tune in on next Wednesday for that. And thank you again. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you know when it comes out, to review it, to share it to friends. I would really appreciate it. And I cannot wait to talk to you next week.